Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome to the podcast. I haven't eaten, and I've got to I've got to tell you a secret, young mate. I had a happy meal today. As a bit of a treat. Well, it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> no, but I am shaking like a mofo because I, it just does nothing for you. Like, basically, it's like, I, I don't know, it's not even like eating a snack. I'm starving over here. Can I ask what you expected by eating McDonald's <laughs> anyway? You're like, oh, so hungry. And then you eat a cheeseburger. It's not going to give you any energy. Little, little small chips and a little small Coke. Yeah, no. I know. Did and you, full day of recording, not ideal. Did you get a toy? No, I always sell it. I, I, I say it as if that's my charity to life. Oh, no, no, you keep that. You keep that. Like when they ask me if, they, if I want the toy. If you Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our show. If you haven't listened to us before, we are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying on a weekly basis. And that just really brings up a whole little hash bag of topics, doesn't it? A hash bag? Yeah. What about that? It brings up a whole Happy Meal box of... Treasures. <laughs> yeah, to drop that again, didn't you? Yeah. Um, we have the most, or one of the most ridiculous guests for us because we are, well, radio chicks through and through. Um, and so the person that's joining us on this week's show is pretty exciting. Yeah, Maz Compton, people. Yeah, let's get her on the phone. Uh, I'm, I'm excited that she's even awake at this time to talk to us, to be honest. No. Oh, here she is. Sounds like we're calling overseas. I know. Everybody knows Maz Compton. She got her start on MTV as a VJ. She's moved all around the country doing radio. Now she's pretty much got the most coveted gig in radio doing Sydney Brecky, the Dan and Maz show, and they're networked right across the country. Yeah, there is nowhere that you look without seeing them, to be honest. It's an amazing gig. But what I love about Maz is even from the beginning, I saw her mention this in a video that she kind of put on a vision board her dream job when it came to MTV. She attracted it herself. Uh, She's really empowering and I'm very excited to speak to her. Hello, Maz speaking. Hello, Maz speaking. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to our show. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for answering. answering. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. Uh, and now uh, we want to fill everybody in, if you haven't listened to the show, and Maz, just so you know how it runs. We each bring a gem to the table, which is a thought we're thinking but not saying out loud. We'll run through a bit of a content, and if you do hear an angry duck that reigns us in, it just gives us an idea to shut the fuck up and make sure that we move along at a, okay, at a I guess, at a, a pace that is listenable. Is that a word? Listenable. Yeah. Not going on for days. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll take it. If it wasn't a word, it is now. Isn't it? Isn't Mm -hmm. it? All right, let's do a contents. Maz Compton, you're up first. What have you you got on your mind? Okay, this is a big one because I I literally have not spoken about this before. Um, But... I am, I'm 35 years old. I know, I look 24, but I am 35. (laughs) And, like, I don't have kids. Uh, Most of my friends do. And there's this underlying tone of, I feel like, 
my friends are disappointed in me that I haven't had kids yet. I had that. Do you know, and I haven't made that decision. I haven't actually decided that I'm not ever going to have children. If it's an option for me, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. It's just been a timing thing. So I want to know, like, how do you guys feel about that? Like, is there an age pressure on chicks from other chicks? It's going to be interesting. It's interesting because we all are at about a five-year age bracket, so it'll be good to kind of focus on that. Um, Christy, what's on your mind? And then we'll get stuck straight into Tim Mazza's. Yeah, I want to talk about casual sexism in the workplace. Um, There's a lot that goes on that you don't even realise, that you Mm. just kind of go, oh, yeah, it's just standard. But when you take a step back and you actually analyse, there's some – fucked up things that go down and one in particular that happened the other day that I was not happy about that other people thought that I was being really outlandish to kind of call out. Oh, I hate it when people start to question how you feel. It's like you don't, you can't do that. The feeling thing isn't, it's not negotiable. Like how people feel is how they feel. All right. um, I want to talk about the pity or the reward fuck. My girlfriend had said something to me (laughs) the other day and she was like, yeah, he looks so proud. And so then I just, we had sex and I was like, oh God. Like It was like, like you're patting a a dog. It was just, yeah, a bizarre, a bizarre conversation to have. So I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, But Maz, you kick it off. I want to hear, I want to hear more about this, uh, these judgy friends. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. So this is the thing about my best mates, they're not judgy at all. But I just feel like I am the last pretty much of my friends that are my age. I do hang out. A lot of my mates are a bit younger and they're not at the stage where they're having kids yet. But for the girls that are my age or in their early 30s that do have children, they sort of – I almost feel like they talk it up to me. And they're like, it is the greatest thing you could ever do and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, like a week later they're calling me – crying their eyes out because they're just not coping because they're overtired and they feel like a cow because they're, you know, breastfeeding every two hours and whatever. Like I hear both sides of what it is like, I guess, vicariously Which is what, parent. In, in mm. fairness, yeah, I think it is being, I think that is the whole journey, isn't it? Motherhood. Yeah. Like it's about absolutely. 85 different things in one day. And I reckon you absolutely need your friends to stick by you, to you know, to help you through the times that are tough when you are a mother. But I I want to know what you guys think as far as is there an age now that we're agreeing on where it's like you're past your past your use by date and you're not going to ever have kids. And I'm not talking about biologically, like physically, if you can't, that's a completely different argument. Mm. I mean, socially, it just feels like it's getting later in life now anyway. Like when my mum... Like my mum had me and she was 30 and I'm the, I'm the youngest of two. And for her, that was tough because she was like really old compared to all the other, other mums. mums. Yeah. Yeah. Mums it's, very, it's very different now though. It's yeah. so different now, but I still feel like there's this level of judgment and I just freaking hate it because I think, you know, if I, I haven't had the chance to have kids yet. And I think that should be okay, but I feel like I'm being judged for it. It's interesting. How long have you felt like that for, Maz? Is it is only it only the last only the last couple of years? So honestly. maybe it's got it's, to that point. Yeah, like yeah. that age is what you're talking about. That people are starting to kind of put on the I don't know the alarm bells, like that you get to yeah. that mid thirties and everything starts to become intense about the process. And I feel like if I'm not freaking out and having panic attacks about the fact that I'm childless at the moment then everyone else could calm the fuck down and stop making decisions for my life 
Yeah, it's full on. And it's full on when a lot of the girls are doing it at once. Like that is something that I guess I, when I broke up out of a big relationship a few years ago, I think the biggest fear for me was the kids thing because all of a sudden the control of the the children's side went out of my hands. Like, so not sure. that you wanted to bring kids into an unhappy relationship, but at the same time, I kind of always knew that there was options there if I wanted it. And then as soon as that goes, you go, shit, this is the scariest bit. For me, that was the one big thing that I thought, oh, wow, I have no control over that because you don't know yeah. when you're going to meet someone. And it, that was the biggest terrifying thing. But then I kind of, I don't know if I've just painted this fairy tale picture in my mind. <laughs> I'm 31 and I've kind of gone, nah, fuck it. My kids are going to be sport rotten when all of their annoying kids are now like eight and my kids are going to be the babies <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, oh, it's so glad that Stacey got there and she did it in the end. And we're all just going to be this celebrated family <laughs> that's like that pulled together, you know, in late 30s early 40s and I've just I, I don't know I've just kind of put that picture in my head as a it'll work itself out i.e it'll be my thing but it, <laughs> but yeah. it, that I'll have them later I it, don't know it sounds like Stace there's not a shadow of a doubt in your mind that that is something that is going to happen True. so Maz are you in that place where you're going I will have kids I'm not sure when that'll come up, but it's definitely going to happen. Or are you in the mind frame where you're like, I'm not sure whether I want to? And is it yeah, is I'm, it the indecision I'm that people are freaking totally, out about? I'm at I'm at that place. So first of all, I want to say I was married for four years, and mm-hmm. I was definitely getting to the point where um, a family was on the cards. And I actually, my one of my best girlfriends and I made a bit of a pact, and we we're like, let's get knocked up at the same time. Because she was getting married, and so we were like, "Let's have kids. Like, let's have our first kids at the which same is, time." So we which is, which is absolutely work, the dream. Hang out like that together. is the dream. Brilliant idea. And then I ended up getting divorced, so I screwed up our entire. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> Has she got kids now? How dare you? She is just about to have her second. Oh, so wow. I'm really letting the team down. Um, <laughs> but I, I am Bitch. now because I've been single for four years, and I've honestly loved every minute of it and I've oh can I interrupt you there Maz that letter you wrote to your future person (gasps) yeah I've read that as well absolutely I've just there's not you know one of those things that you read and you go fuck that really sits with me I I it just had never been communicated the way I had it in my head but I found myself talking to this person sometimes like wait 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 till I meet you I'm gonna tell you about this moment you know and then I read your letter and I was like oh good I'm not fucking crazy anyway sorry I had to let you know just back on that like I I think I was searching you know during being single and divorced and what that means and stuff I guess for my identity again and when I found it I was like you know what I'm really proud of who I am and I haven't found this person yet but I I reckon he's out there and I just can't wait to tell him about the journey of getting to that place which is so cool but I've just focused on my career and I you know that's absolutely been my passion and my choice and it's going okay and I don't (laughs) I'm not not unhappy with that choice and Mm. I sometimes feel like if, you know, if I don't have kids because I don't meet the right person or I physically can't, I don't want to feel, I don't want to have that pressure of I've missed out on something and there's a lack in my life. And I feel like some people, because they have had kids or whatever, you don't have the right to like inflict that on somebody else. Do you get what I'm saying? I do, but I feel like maybe some of the doubt is coming from the fact that you might not know if you want them. Yeah, I'm pretty, like, to be honest, 
I'd rather just get a puppy dog at this stage. That's yeah, I feel like maybe and maybe the other level <laughs> underneath is that you're maybe coming to the reality. It's not even well, – it might be a question still, I'm not sure, and it could very well change. But it does feel like there's another underlying thing of – you know, not even just the outs, like the friends and, and the discussion about it, but your actual decision and how you feel on it can sometimes be really shocking as a woman to think, oh, shit, do I not want them? That's mm. probably not normal, you know, well, and then going my, through that dialogue with yourself. My, yeah, one of my really good mates, she has decided definitively she's not having kids. She's been with her boyfriend now for five years. Yeah. And they've just decided, like, we're not going to have kids. And they are so comfortable with that decision mm. and I don't think it's going to change for her because she's just not maternal. She's a career go-getter. They've got a plan to semi-retire in five years and live in France. And I'm like, wow. Thank your pardon. what a yeah. life. <laughs> How's do you, your father? Do you think that there is a different approach and people can kind of swallow that differently, Maz? A, because she's very decided in that fact, but B, the fact that she's in a relationship. Like it's yes. always it's almost way more confronting as a single female to be like, nah, I don't want kids to be yeah. versus in a happy relationship and, and oh, like you get with, you get pigeon box. It's like is it pigeon yeah. box? Pigeon box. Yeah. And pigeon it's hold. Yeah. <laughs> you get pigeoned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get um, attacked by a pigeon. Yeah. And, um, if you're single, pigeons want to fucking eat you. Um but <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there is that single girl thing that goes on top of everything, especially in your thirties. And I think that um, guys find that really hardcore and intense. Like if you are, you know, that career. I think you can have it all, but if you're, I think it's really dangerous to make bold statements like that when you are younger because mm. things do change, and you, you know, and. Cause, yeah, it's tough because you just don't know how life is going to work out. Like, I might end up buying a kid. Like, I might Sandra Bullock it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you could be like Oprah and then have all your kids in South Africa at a school that mm. you start. I've always yeah. looked at that. I'm like, maybe I'm going to be like her where I Oprah mother people it. rather than actually be a mother. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, she is the eternal mother. Like, she, she mothers. Yes. Yeah, but that's what's amazing about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she actually says she calls those girls her daughters. So it's like the Stacey Stacey June School of English in Africa or whatever. No, we all know that I've just said pigeonholed (laughs) and I also said some other word earlier. So English won't be the school. But I could I could teach, I don't know, something, iPhone skills, some shit. Maz, do you do you oh, find do you iPhone find... skills in Africa? <laughs> now, <laughs> they have them, I swear. Now this is a love heart eye emoji. Now we send that when we're really oh lo- loving God. someone. I didn't have any iPhones in iPhone to get me out of here, and that was in the South African jungle. Well, therefore, uh, it's so true. Because yeah. the I'm a celebrity out of here was exactly what the African society is. It's someone told me that fact. they fit someone told me that they filmed that in Queensland, by the way. Oh, that was a big rumour, wasn't it? They're filming a Pirates of the Caribbean in Queensland. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Fuck. Imagine Barry Hall in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, uh, Maz, do you, when you, when you just said before, I kind of, um, flagged something in my mind, a question to ask you when you said, yeah. when you make those big statements, when you are single and, and on the dating scene and, and potentially meeting, meeting people that, that may go further, 
I mean, is is oh, is that shut something? Up, guys. I know. Shut <laughs> up, Phillips here. <laughs> beep beep. We've hung up on her. Is that is it something that you are upfront about, and that that you think it's it's almost like a duty of not a duty of care, but like if in in the interest of being upfront and being open and honest with somebody from the get go. Like, are you? Are it's you hard? Because I think yeah. it changes. Like, I like I'm not on the dating scene, so to speak, and it's. It's just something that you, that's a discussion for someone that you're probably going to share a decent amount of your life with, not someone that you're, you know, going to roll around in the bedroom with for a couple of months and then get bored of. And I, you know, I just think like those brash statements that you just throw around a room like, oh, you know, I'm a career woman and I'm independent. I don't need a man and I'm not going to have children like that. You know, when your heart softens, when you get a bit older and your heart melts, when you see your friends have children, like that does, it can all shift and change. Yeah. And it can go both ways, you know? Mm. Yeah. I guess the, the the fear I have with this topic is that I won't, I may not end up having them. I've never said this out loud, actually. I, um, I may not, and I may not have children and then I'm, would be okay with it. I think that yeah, frightens oh. the shit out of me. That that no, because that's okay that you're okay with it. What is not okay is other people not being okay with it. Mm. If you internally are okay with whether you decide actively or the universe decides for you that you are or are not going to have a family. If you're okay with that, that is perfect. If everyone else or someone else has an issue with that, that's the problem. You know, but I do believe that I, judgment on someone else. I believe people sniff it though. So I believe if you are okay with it, there's a really good chance a lot of people will come to the table. Whereas if you're, yeah, but, and that's why mm. I think your friends may feel the doubt in you, which is why they think they mm. still might have you on their side. Yeah, so the convincing. They, thing. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they can sniff your your truth. You know, so they 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 can see that you're maybe starting to seriously think about, oh shit, is this what I want? So that's why they're selling it more at the moment. You know, they're like, yes. oh. God, we better get her before she walks the other way. Uh, whereas if you're like comfy as on the other side going, see you, mate, I'm going to go check out old mate and old mate in France who have retired, suck shit, and you go hang with them, then yeah. um, then they're going to be, okay, well, that's our Maz and we love it. You know, like I, I think that it often can also be reflected from where you are internally. It's, it's very powerful. I think we underestimate that. That's true. And because we do tap into that, I think, mm. without even mm. realising it. Yeah, mm. totally. Mm. Uh, young mate, you want to you wanna go up? Philip went off a f- a forever ago. ago. Um, Did you say Philip went off? The yeah, duck that's, is called Philip. Yeah, that's Philip. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah his name's Philip. <laughs> we forgot to mention that. Yeah. Can I tell you a really quick, disgusting, funny story? About Philip? A Philip? Sure. Um, yeah, so one, I'm not joking. I actually only told this story, like, the other day on our Snapchat for the show because I was hilariously overtired um, <laughs> one like we I must have been like in my 20s and one day I was at home with my friend we were watching TV and she farted and it sounded like she said the word Philip <laughs> <her back. laughs> how does that happen <laughs> <laughs> so do you it went like this it went like it went Boop. <laughs> So do you always think of that when you hear someone's Every name's Philip? I hear the word 
Philip, I think of that. Maz, and now oh, we are. Oh. Every time we say Philip on this podcast now. So it's not a oh, Don't be. It's ruined it with a fart. No. no. Now, no, now I'm going to listen. Oh, now I want people to fart in front of me so I can hear the names that they're saying. <laughs> That's every single fart. You just, oh, my God, one New Year's Eve, I actually just sat there trying to fart because I'm not a farter. What do you mean you're not a I farter? Was with, I was a with, farter. I was with my boyfriend at the time. And you you're, you work with Sammy Cav, Maz. I was with yes. Sammy and Mont and we were sitting there lighting our farts on fire. <laughs> and we did that for New Year's Eve. That's all we did. <laughs> And I just got oh, so much God. joy of hearing other people's sounds. <laughs> it was know. really strange. You've got to be careful of that because one of my family friends did that and she actually singed her bum. <laughs> she singed her. She was drunk and she did it on a kitchen bench and pulled down and her pants. And is this as an adult? Yeah. Is this as a, yes. She would have been in her 40s when she did it because she was oh, mum and dad's man. friend, Marie. Oh, that crazy was. friend you always talk about. We've got to get her on the podcast. She sounds wild. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, all right. Sorry. Enough, en- enough <laughs> about. Nah, way worth it. Yeah, so worth it. Um, before we were talking about career women, so let's talk about that again and talk about in the office. And maybe this applies more because we are all chicks working in a fairly male-dominated industry, that being yeah. radio. Don't you get you get sick of saying it, but I it's know. so the truth, isn't it? Like, you're oh, it's to so get over It's it. such a boys' club. Well, yeah. I feel like I need to say that because although we're like, oh, we're sick of saying it, I feel like we say it all the time. You have to maybe, say it, but yeah, it's annoying. I know, and uh, but maybe that's not it's not the situation for everybody. Maybe you're not working in a male-dominated industry. It's so maybe rare it's, if you're not. It's, if you're yeah. working at Mamma Mia, you're, you're fucking doing fine. Yeah, you're but, right. You know, it, you're right. And that, that's, there's no judgment. It's great, but it's just not rare. It's very rare for mm. that to be happening. Yeah, that's um, true. And, and maybe it is because we are around it so much um, in the environments that we work in, but there is so much casual sexism that kind of goes on. That you- Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You almost become so immune to that you don't even really bat much of an eyelid to it anymore. And there's been a few little instances where I go, well, that's not really right. But I almost feel like like a bit of a whinger or a bit of a nagger to kind of bring it up. Because the minute that I do, the people that I've worked with in the past and even you people within um, a job that I haven't even been in that long know me well, where they almost take the piss out of it, where they go, oh, yeah, well, you would say that or... You know, when you say the word, you don't even say anything about feminism, but it's almost like this, I don't know, like this assumption 
that it's an Especially annoying... us doing this stuff, Christy. I reckon it's worse for us because we've even just assigned ourselves with any kind of girly thing. That well, is, I feel like people, yeah, yeah, people expect, it's like people are look, like we're looking for it. it but it's, it, it, do you have an example? Um, I do. Well, it was to the point where if there's anything that, that comes up on a news website or it's in a, uh, in a newspaper, people would be like, oh, yeah, well, Christy, you'll have something to say about this. Like this oh, assumption, oh, almost shit. like taking the piss out of it. But... This is so bad. Before I started this job here, there was, you know, a, a, a press release essentially that that went oh. out that said, okay. And I, feel, is, I yeah. feel like... A, I screen grabbed that just so we remember it I, in the future. And I feel like a fucking wanker, honestly, to, to talk about it and to say exactly what it is. But I'm going to push through because I think it's important. Yeah. That, it, that it said, you know, it's like a bit of a bio that, you know, Maz, you would be so used to this in states, but just a, a tiny little bio that had two two lines that said, you know, Chrissy Mercer is blah, blah, blah. Chrissy Mercer is not only beautiful, but also, and then it went on to say, you know, my career, a, a few things that I'd done. And it was, when I read that, I was a bit like, that is so inappropriate to talk yeah, about. Well, you wouldn't read that about a guy's profile. Yeah. But like, what the fuck has it got to do with your job? But, you, but imagine reading that. Imagine reading... You know, Johnny is is not only an absolute stud muffin, but he but he's also pretty good at his job as well. Yeah. And I actually I actually did email before I started working here, and I just said I'm really not comfortable with that being in there. And it just little yeah, things like that because it doesn't have any like. First of all, it is a compliment. <laughs> at least they yeah. can go. Well, you know, she's not easy on the eye, but hey, she's funny. <laughs> she's got a face for radio, but, but the, geez, but that's you why. To but that's what almost why I felt bad—not bad, but I felt a bit embarrassed to bring it up because even just pointing that out, like I yeah, felt, yeah, and I, I, I felt that's embarrassed. By like it. I think it is important to say that it is a compliment or not. It doesn't matter. You know, it's you can get a compliment by your boyfriend or your mum or when you're looking nice on the weekend in the workplace. What you look like should have nothing to do with it unfortunately for us you know and for like particularly tv and all that kind of stuff it plays a part in your look but it certainly can't be the way to describe your skill set like it's it was just the instance it was in i think that it made it so much more intense i'm not i'm not talking about like someone that you work with going oh you look nice today i'm not like arcing up and being like oh you shouldn't be focusing on that you should focus on my ability like i get that there's a time and a place and when it's acceptable but i just feel like in an like where it was in an official press release that was describing me and my ability and for, selling for, you for like a, for, to intro yes, you. for a yeah. job that I'm yeah, doing. You if know? you were to describe like, you know, your top three qualities, you wouldn't probably list your physical attributes as one of them. Cause you're right. It is completely irrelevant in saying that though. And I, I'm not that I agree that that's inappropriate. Um, but I do think that there is this essence in this social media world where all of those boundaries are getting blurred now because everybody is so focused on Mm. face value, it's easy on the eye, fucking hashtag no filter. Like everything that we consume predominantly is about looks and I Mm. think it's, it's actually creeping into 
our everyday vernacular and that includes in a professional world where it actually doesn't matter and it doesn't affect your job or your ability or how good you are at your mm. job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could tell for sure, like the way that they quickly changed it, Christy, was they didn't even think about it. You know, like it was just so something like, like you were saying, Maz, it, it just is something that became a part of the thought process of how they would describe you. You know, it's actually embedded into us that that is something that A, you would like to be described as. Of and course, B, and I'm not saying I don't want to be. Of but it doesn't matter. It does, it, it does, yeah, but I'm saying this yeah. is what they would have thought. And then mm. as soon as you said it, you know that how quickly they were like horrified and they were like changed it and they were amazing about it, which says that they, they weren't looking to pimp you out. No. They were just actually thinking that that was something to do, like that was a way to describe someone because – you know, it is getting completely embedded into us of that that's the way you describe people is, is how they look first and foremost and then the rest comes after. So does that mean, and, and on that point that you said, Maz, I totally agree with that, does that mean that the boundaries of what is sexist and what is not within the workplace and out of the workplace are changing? No, I just think, I think they're harder to define. Yeah. And I think the more, the more people um, that can, you know, identify where the line is, the better. Like the more people that can stand up and go, do you know what? I'm uncomfortable with that because of this reason, the better. But it has these, like sexism in the workplace has just not been addressed for so long. And when you look at bloody mad men, we've come a long way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, when you look at how women were just objectified and put down and, you know, and there's still, I know there's still a pay gap and I know we've got a ways to go, but I absolutely think we're making great ground. And I think in the next 15-year cycle, there'll be a woman president um, in the USA. And I think that that is going to um, absolutely shape women's rights. And then hopefully, you know, the fish rots from the head down. It'll filter down. Um, but still, at a grassroots and a ground level, um, people, like, people are sexist. Men are misogynist. And, you know, and, and women, look, I, hey, I love a dirty perv on a hot dude in the office. I'm not going to lie, like. Max, who works in sales, is a babe, and I've definitely mentioned it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's that. That still, I don't want to say that that's right to do that because I think we're all humans and we make these passing comments mm. and that's okay. But when it's a formal document, when it's, yeah. you know, um, when it's a statement about an image that you're putting out there um, on behalf of a company or whatever, then I think that you should be allowed to speak up and go, I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah, and it, but I think that people people would absolutely overlook that and go, well, what, I don't have a problem with that. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know. Which is why I, it's, it's a tough it is one. important to say it, you know, yeah. I, I think because as you much as you don't, yeah, and you don't want to be the serious Sam and all this kind of stuff, but until it does get to all of those points that we aim for, the president, the the, the equality, all that stuff, mm. you got to just keep saying mm. it. It's it's mm. just, it's going to be relentless until it's not. It's, it's that you simple. Know, one little thing, this happened um, this week in the office and I just found it a little bit hilarious. But um, we had like this big sort of like pow wow fucking let's jerk each other off we're awesome kind of meeting right yeah, yeah. and going into what? that was our entire core team and like, what does that mean people, is it like, like thinking of ideas or just all sitting around saying you love each other like no, no, like yeah but yeah oh, like team building kind of said, thing I should have been patting each other on the back yeah. <laughs> I mean like we're all you know like we're in a room and, and we you know being reflective and we're looking forward and mm. so it's our core team and okay. we're like 
up against the wall as far as time is concerned. And so we got into the meeting and one of our producers was like, hey, we should get some coffees. Mm. And then the decision on who outside of our core team could physically go and get the coffees without being offended was a really hilarious conversation because we couldn't send the guy in middle management down to do a coffee run, God forbid, because Mm. he's a guy Mm. that works in middle management his assistant was away. The mm. replacement assistant was busy. And I'm just sitting there going, can, like, can someone just, why is this a man versus woman job? Like, yeah. can someone just be a team player and just help everybody out? Do you know, there's, there's so many, like, lines like that that I find to, to this day absolutely ridiculous it's like and i think it still comes from what you opened up with christy was the underlying you know like the little things that seep in yeah 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 Yeah, well it's more it's more than you know that when you were talking about mad men and stuff maz it's more than that blatant sexism within the workplace a pinch on the bum or a it's just more it's way more it's just subtle now because it's crept into our it's it's our every day you know and and i think sometimes i think sometimes it's okay and i think I think it goes both ways as well, but um, yeah, I, it's a tough one. That is a really yeah. tough one. I think you've just got to speak, and and we've spoken about this on the podcast before. Like the second that you go to, you go, you go to kind of go, oh, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, push through a little bit mm. and just and do it for now because we need we need you to we need everyone to speak up. Just speak up. Hey, I who ended up getting the coffees in the end? Um, somebody sent an email to someone and they arrived. <laughs> By the How coffee shop, boy or a girl? Um, they came from the coffee I've, shop. Oh, from they the came shop. from the coffee shop. Oh yeah, problem solved. Well, it's not yeah, a gender I had thing a now. It's FYI, just if you yeah. cared. <laughs> oh, piccolo! <laughs> what kind of cup did it come in? Do they have little piccolo takeaways, or you just put? Yeah, it they in? have the little like proper piccolo oh, cup. Oh, that's cute. fancy. I yeah. get a little coffee sometimes because it makes me feel like a giant. <laughs> <laughs> Like Alice in Wonderland. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I have them because milk makes my tummy feel sick. Oh. Yeah. I have them because I want to feel European and sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so the pity fuck, we've got only a few, a few little minutes to talk about it, right? Okay. So my girlfriend says to me the other day um, that she, they're building a house. Well, actually, they built the house and they've moved in. But, you know, when they've still got other parts to renovate. Anyway, so irrelevant to the story. Uh, they, he unpacks, <laughs> unpacks the, um, the lounge room cabinet, like the TV cabinet thing. And then she was like, I was like, oh, that's so great. Like, I've had boyfriends where this has just been wars, you know, because they've just freaked the fuck out. And she goes, no, he was amazing. She goes, but he came back in and looked at me with this face, like, as in, what do I get? Like, what, what, this is so good. And, and he never said the words. She said he didn't come in saying, oh, you know, like, like, do I get a present or do I get a, a you know, can we have sex? Like, surely I can have sex now. But she was like, I just kind of felt like he deserved something. So we just went and had sex. I'm like, that is really strange. And I said, did you speak about it at all that you, like, did you feel like you wanted to have sex with him? And she was like, oh, fuck no. She goes, but the guy <laughs> needed something. He really needed a bit of a pat on the back. And I just walk, and I didn't say much at the time, but I did walk away. I'm like, are people using sex now as a reward in relationships? And it scared the shit out of me. Why? Um, because I don't know. 
Discuss. Okay, do you reckon... Well, first of all, I want to say, I think that this has been happening in reverse for centuries when... And I I don't want to say it's always girls, but I think predominantly it can be chicks not having sex with their husbands or their boyfriends when something's wrong. Also oh, holding yeah. out. Yes. So they yes. hold out. Such right? a so power thing. the reverse. Yeah. So it, it's like the silent treatment but with your vagina, right? Yeah. So something's not right in the relationship or – you know, he went out with the boys and got mm. too drunk or whatever, whatever, and then all of a sudden you just, like, it, it's. I've heard one of my friends say to her husband, you're not getting laid tonight. And yeah, it yeah. happens all the time. It's a power thing, but how so good does it feel? It feels just the reverse. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. <laughs> I'm just saying as a blanket statement, this isn't anything new at all. Because how no. powerful do you feel when you're in bed and you've had an argument and you might have been about to get to have sex and then you you give the cold shoulder, you do the turnover in bed, like it's so dramatic, you know, when you give him the sh- the, the, the your back. Yeah, and I think because guys obviously are just completely different beasts to us, they, because they don't have an emotional connection with sex, like, you know, that's why glory holes exist. They, so long as they fuck something, they don't care. <laughs> Not all the time, but I mean, yeah, it's it, true. it doesn't have to be emotional for them. But and with us, it is. So if, so what, I think what your friend, like, I totally get what she's done, but um, there's no emotional connection for him. He it Probably for him, he was like, hey, like, I did something really good. How about a blowjob? You know, like mm. it's kind. It does. I think that relationships do work like that. Yeah, it was. And I, again, I walk away and I thought, oh, I, I don't want her to have to have sex when she doesn't want to. But they're in a happy relationship. He can set up a fucking TV cabinet. Like kudos to them. Mm. Like mm. they're winning at life, right? But yeah. I, I just I remember feeling not sure about I don't know maybe there was something else in the situation that made me feel uneasy about it but I just kind well, of walked away says to you like oh we had sex but I didn't feel like it you kind of go oh okay well yeah straight away just, but like, I do that I do that with, within know. a relationship I do that all of the time like yeah. there, but then sometimes you just don't feel like it and it's almost like to keep them happy. Well, it is, I suppose, to keep them happy. But then, it's maintenance. Yeah, but then sometimes midway through, you change and you go, oh, I'm actually yeah, kind of in. Well, that's, I'm into you've this You've got to push now. through. Yeah, So yeah, I yeah. do, I have done the push through, literally. And then being happy about it. And then being happy about it. And you feel it does bring you closer, I suppose, afterwards. But, man, if, if you had to add it up as a percentage... Like there would be, I don't know, maybe like 20% of the time that... You're that, not feeling yeah, it. Yeah, that my boyfriend and I would have sex that I'm not really and keen the, in the beginning. And there's the question because, you know, there is the question of, uh, you know, them needing it or, or it's coming from a different place as to why they want sex. And so then you start to ask that question. When she said she didn't want to do it, I was like, okay, so what level do you go to where you do it that you don't want to? Like when does it stop? where you have to kind of do it for the team and be a team player versus you really just physically don't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like I get all relationships are compromised, but when it comes to sex, it gets really Mm. complicated. Like Mm. how much, how are you able to gauge which, who you're putting forward first and more? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. Because at what point does, yeah, at what point then And I think that's where I got a bit weird because she hasn't told me this before and and he's a really great guy, but I just, there was a little bit of a, I don't know, like a, 
I just really got the vibe that she really didn't want to do it and felt like he really needed this encouragement. And, and I don't know, it was weird. So I was like, to what level do you go, yeah, I really don't want to do this. How much of a team player do you be? And I guess that's like other things in relationships too. What are you going to compromise and what do you not? And to what level do you push it? I think it's how often you're doing it. So if you're if you're doing that, if she was in that headspace, like on a regular basis, I think that's when you go, whoa, that's too much. Yeah. But if, yeah, if it yeah. was like once in a blue moon or like, you know, once a year or once every six months, then maybe. I'm yeah. And also, I think if you're in a relationship and you're getting to the point where you're consistently not wanting to have sex with your partner, yeah. you absolutely need yeah. to address that issue. Yeah. Like yeah. that becomes a problem. You know, like there should be... Oh, shut up, Philip! I'm in the middle of a rant. Um, you know, for the most part, you should, you know, sex is a massive part of relationships and it, it, it's like a, it needs its own health check system in a way, you know? Like well, it's we have a gauge, isn't it? And yeah, absolutely. But then again, is it? Like, can you not have good sex with somebody that you don't connect with on an oh, emotional this level? Old and, chestnut. and vice versa. Can you We've, not be super connected with somebody but then have dud sex? We've covered this. We go backwards and forwards with this one. Uh, relationships are different, I think, like when you're doing it casually. When you said pity sex in the beginning, Stace, I thought you were talking about when you go out on a date with a guy and, you know, when someone's like, what's it like? And you go, he was so nice. And you know that. Oh, and then you have. You know that. Well, it's still still the same idea of using sex as a tool. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still that same kind of concept Mm. is that you're doing it not for your own pleasure. You're just opening your legs. Oh, God, I couldn't think of anything worse. Mm. Can I just say, after being single for four years, like, any sex is pretty good, eh? Do you push? Oh, I went through that stage. You know, we, I went through this where I was like, I'm just going to keep going because hopefully, but casual sex for me, just the flat, don't just, it's just like, I'm just not into it. No, well, that's what I mean because like, I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not having sex with every single person. Mm. So I'm just like, well, it's few and far between when you do get it. Okay, <laughs> Enjoy it. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I should go out tonight and use sex as a tool. Just do it just for content. <laughs> yeah. God, that sounds like something we would say. And, and then that, it, that's my filter on it. Do you know sometimes, I'm not kidding you. It's not a bad way to live I'll your life. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go, I reckon I just did that to be able to tell the story on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but you tell a bloody good story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Watch this space, Moles. I'm going to get these boobs out and I'm going to go get drunk and I haven't had hardly any sleep, so I'll be fucking an easy, easy be anybody. Yeah, you know what? I'll be all about well. the power and I'll just end up being the one that's fucking actually got no power at all. I've actually got no balance. Oh, seriously. All right, that is it. Philip's gone off a total of three times, which means it is time to wrap up. Maz Compton, you can hear her on the Today Brekkie Show or across nationally. What is it? Is it? It's Drive as well, isn't it? Five, yeah, you know, why not do a national drive show at the same time? Four till six, guys. Yeah, four till six. You can hear it everywhere, like actually fucking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like I in bumfuck nowhere. I midnight as well. <laughs> and on weekends. Oh, yeah, Can't get the enough Planet Vivo show at 2 o'clock on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Lovely. She's everywhere. Uh, so just tune in to the Today Network. Or, Maz, what's your Twitter? Sorry, I didn't look it up. I'm what's at your Twitter handle again? on Twitter and Instagram. So Maz Compton, M-A-Z-C-O-M-N. 
P-T-O-N is where you can find her. Maz, thanks so much. We know you're busy uh, and we're a huge fan, so we're wrapped that you could join us this week. Oh, we appreciate it. Girls are great. You know what? I love being able to chat girl stuff and say fuck. Oh, how yeah. good is it? That's the whole reason we started mm. this freaking show. So oh, I feel just energized. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you kind of like, and, and we do it on. We said this. We've said this before. We both do regional brekkie. Or today was my last day, and we um and drive all these areas and like all like far to the city to record these shows, and we're exhausted, and that we just still walk out wanting to do cartwheels mm. because there's something yeah. so fun right. about mm. girl chat. I know it sounds corny, but mm. fuck, we love no, it's it. True. It's mm. so true. Mm. No, you girls are awesome. All right, guys, Thanks, till Maz. next time. If you want to hear okay. any of our other amazing chickadees, head to podcast.thinkyourgirl.com.au or you can su- subscribe on iTunes or check out what we do during the week at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls. Thanks, chicks. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. 